Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Ultras 11. I'm Jose. And I'm Al. Uh, last week, we talked about the AFCON. We talked about uh, the tax break happening in Italy. Talked about a bunch of really cool, entertaining stuff. Even players that played with Ronaldo. Yeah. Some of which fun. were from Canada. Yeah. But, we stuck a Canadian boy in there. Yeah, we had to. But <laughs> you, like, you would have already known that if you have subscribed, commented, liked, followed yeah. us, anything like that. You know, like so We won't have to tell you this. What if this means anything to you, this introduction, while we still have your attention? Go. Yeah. I, 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 you know uh, what? I'm tired just, of being, just stop, stop being a bitch. Just just go. Just follow you, us. Subscribe to say. us. Just you know, we come out weekly, we give you this shit. Hey, all we're asking for, just subscribe to us. Hey, make even- sure you're following because there's gonna be a lot more cooler teams than players that have just played with Ronaldo. Yeah, and, and even if it is shit, make fun of us. Yeah. Tell us we're shit. Call Joe a loser. I mean, don't. I don't know why it's me, but yeah, takes, yeah, for Joe sure. Take, Joe takes a little bit to heart. So I do. I'm you know. a little sensitive. <laughs> Take it um, easy on him, guys. We'll give you a, a brief pause in the podcast to exit out, follow, like, and whatever. Yeah. We'll give you some time right now. Maybe we'll sing a little song. I got the summertime, summertime sadness. I got the summertime, summertime sadness. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Um, why, How do you that's, start after that? That's oh, my, that was beautiful. You, you guys got, you you guys got serenaded for yeah. free. <laughs> guys, that's Sarah? not an excuse to, fo- Wait, to follow us. Sarah? The, we serenaded them. <laughs> Anyways. It's a new word. Never mind, Sarah. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Uh, so, yeah, welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, Joe, Al, we went over that. Um, so, on a more <laughs> serious topic, I know it's a little bit weird of a transition, yeah. serious, whatever. Um, we received the news that um, a legend of the game has passed away. Uh, he was a figurehead legend, evolutionized the sport. He did a lot, actually, for the game. A lot of things that people don't actually really know about. Um, now, obviously, we didn't see him play, so we can't say that he was A, B, and C. We didn't get to witness that greatness. We've only heard the stories. Yeah. Or watched YouTube or watched, videos. Yeah, in black and white. Him. Like, we weren't able to, you know, to witness but, um, that. Franz Beckenbauer has passed away at the age of 75. which No, sorry, 78. Still pretty young. I mean, yeah, not going like, to lie. It's... it's... I didn't, I didn't like when I, when I saw it, like I saw the news at first, I, I, I was generally shocked. I didn't yeah. think he was that young. And, and I considering, think, like, I think it was like what? Five to 10 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. he dropped that Samsung Galaxy commercial. Yeah. The <laughs> best 11, even though it was all attackers <laughs> against the aliens and he saved the world. So, hey, thank you nah. for saving the world. Thank you for evolutionizing the game and being who you are. Yeah. You know? Rest in peace to a true legend. Um, so on that note, though, and the whole topic of Franz Beckenbauer evolution and stuff like that, I thought that we should start things off with. Well, sorry, not I. I always say I. I'm selfish. I'm, very, I'm selfish. very sorry. He doesn't it's like a, to include it's a me bad in habit. Um, I thought we should. <laughs> I said it again. You know what? I'm just gonna go with it. Hey, you can I say I. Think, it's fine. I know you mean we. We thought that we should start with uh, the evolution of the sport in its entirety um so we we talk about like by evolution we mean like how far it's actually come and we're not talking about the technology now they use refereeing this that we'll get to that believe me we will get to that um our conversation today is about how position positions have evolved uh the importance of certain positions and how maybe at one point 
they were useless yeah. and now it's become more of a dominant thing yeah. or they, they, um, the tactics, positions weren't like, as like impactful as yes, they are now yes yes like you you think about different positions i'll obviously i'm gonna get to al i'm gonna ask him first before i put my piece in always always me um, first, so al with the evolution of football um has an e- emphasis kind of shifted on different positions and the importance of certain positions that maybe back then didn't matter as much yeah, I mean, Joe, like, look, I mean, like, if, prime example right there, Beckenbauer. You know, he completely revolutionized the center back position, yeah. and just to to what it is today, it's you you've seen so many changes already nowadays compared to what it was back then. Mm-hmm. But back then, you know, there like the the tactics weren't as you know heavy as they are today. You know, certain positions, it was just like it was more just okay. You know, you're gonna be there just to cover this guy. Like you had no real job, or you didn't really have to have any skill. You were just kind of just marking a guy yeah. that they had on the field because you wanted them not to score, and it was just very basic. And then you know, this guy he comes in and it just completely revolutionizes the position. And then you know, down the line, you have another you know have other guys like like Paulo Maldini who you know took it a step further and changed the position even more. And you know, what a center back you know. It can be a left back turned into center yeah. back and just yeah. Yeah. be this, you know, faster guy that he's not really, you know, tackling as much as like a normal center back and just winning the ball off just a lot more elegantly. And just his, he is like a, like a, just very clean to his game. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it's not just center backs. Every position has changed so much. And, and, you know, we were able to kind of see it from, you know, when we were younger in like the early, um, like 2000s, 2010s to like now we can already kind of see a difference. But I feel like, you know, like the guys like, you know, like my dad, your dad, these guys that have, you know, been there and witnessed and watched these like different eras of football, yeah. like they can like truly see how much it's actually evolutionized in these positions, how much it's changed. You know, a center back nowadays, what you're looking for compared to, you know, back then, you know, yeah. nowadays, yeah. I feel like people want this like faster, like this this center back that has, you know, a little bit more pace to them, you know, maybe not so defensive, you know, technically gifted, mm-hmm. but they're just you know quick you know better with their feet and like that's the thing but like you know you even look maybe in the early 2000s in the 90s they didn't care if you could pass a ball as long as you can win the ball back yeah. take the guy out and just make sure that the guy doesn't get through on yeah. goal you you're good you yeah, made well, it you made the team that's the thing right like that's why <laughs> you can be I like slow as, as shit but that's why they talk about like a guy like rio ferdinand now, i don't i don't rate personally rio ferdinand as high as a lot of other people do but they'll call him like a, a rolls royce yeah. center back why is that because he was kind of kind of like ushering that new era of mm-hmm. center backs you know a, a mobile player yeah. a, a good uh good with your feet center back you mm-hmm. know build up from the back he has that ability you know um if i were to choose any specific position I feel like an emphasis has really grown on wing backs. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. When I like for me, I look at growing up. Okay, you had Cafu, obviously yeah. Zanetti, uh, Roberto Carlos, Marcelo, like those guys, Zambrota. But like, realistically, what you looked for was a solid defensive player. Yeah. You know, like Roberto Carlos, Marcelo, they obviously were good defensively, but their prowess was an attack. Yeah. Oh. Now yeah. you'll see defenders like right backs and left backs like the priority actually is their attacking ability, mm-hmm. not so much their defensive yeah. ability. You know, like no one will say, oh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's god-awful. Mm-hmm. No, they'll talk about how he's pinging and crosses beautifully. Yeah. Oh, he's built like a defensive mid, but he's playing right back. Well, like growing up, that was never a thing. No. My right back, I want to just shut it down. That's yeah. it. See you later. Now, <laughs> like, you'll get beat on the wing and that's it. They're expected to do so much more. And like, it's, 
to me, like growing up, again, there wasn't that many wingbacks yeah, that you could I speak mean, of. You Joe, know? But we, we said this plenty of times. Like now you look at like the guys, and I feel like again, that change you kind of saw it have like Marcelo, Danny Alves, like that around that time, like that era with those guys there, they were better in attack than defense. Mm-hmm. But the thing with them is they still kind of you know, somewhat had some, you know, defensive IQ that they were still able to get yeah, back and defend. Yeah. Nowadays, you're seeing more like, dude, you got like Joao Cancelo. Yeah. Guy can't defend if his life depended on it. But look at the teams he's played on and, you know, look how, you know, how many teams want him because he, dude, getting forward, he's better than some midfielders and some wingers. Yeah. Like getting his, his, his ball playing ability, his finishing, like everything he's, he's amazing yeah. at. And to have that kind but of prowess, you have that kind of prowess coming from the On your back. wing back. Like that's, that's an extra that's what, man. In that's the what attack, I mean. And, you know? and, it, and it changed. And that's, you see that changing a lot. Some coaches still don't like it. And that's the reason you, uh, Juve got rid of him. The reason, you know, Pep brought him in. Pep liked him for a while, but he saw that they were getting exposed too much, that he was causing too many goals and he didn't want a guy like that. He yeah. got rid of him. So you're still going to have those coaches that, you know, aren't going to like this new era and, and want to kind of keep it somewhat traditional on their wing backs. But the game's changing. Eventually, it's going to get to a point. People have to adapt. People yeah. are going to – these older coaches are just going to be like, you know what, we have to change. I, yeah. I don't like it, but we're going to have to because that's the way it's going. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because that is my next question. Like we mentioned Same. in episodes before, you mentioned it right now. Certain tactics are outdated. Outdated, you know, yeah. like you have Mourinho, the park the bus, yeah. uh, balls to the wall, just counter type shit, whatever. <laughs> then you have on the other end, you have a guy like Pep Guardiola, where it's all out attack, and that's your form of defense. Mm-hmm. Almost like, no, you're wrong. His teams are still defensively yeah, solid, yeah. but there's more of an emphasis on attack, build up possession. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'll talk about the park the bus tactic. Do you think that tactic is outdated? Yes and no. I will say yes because, you know, it got it, it got to a point where people saw how effective it was that a lot of teams were trying it, but it wasn't as effective because they don't have the right players. Mm-hmm. When you have the right players and, you know, you start playing that kind of thing, that's, that you bring out that tactic, you know, in certain games kind of hold the lead or whatever you're trying to go for in that game, it'll work. No matter, you know, 10 years ago or, or 10 years in the future, it'll work as if you have the right players for it. But if you don't, it's it's not going to work properly. And, that, and, and I feel like that was a problem with a lot of people that were trying to copy Mourinho was they were trying it, but it wasn't working because yeah. he had the right players. They didn't. Yeah. It's not going to work. A guy like Pep, his tactics, that it's kind of more of like the gameplay that I think will get outdated and will eventually have to adapt to this new style. because. You look in the past at all these other different styles that people used to play. It gets to a point where you get figured out. People figure it out, and it's it's not effective anymore, or as effective as yeah. it once was. It'll still work, you know, in certain <clears throat> games, certain scenarios, but it won't always be as effective as you want, as it once wasn't, as you would want it to be. An argument could be made though for a guy like Pep, like Mourinho. We already see, like he is very, very much hell bent mm. on his park the bus mentality, <laughs> defense first, and that's it, like whatever. But a guy like Pep. An argument could be made that he's kind of evolved with the times. You know what I mean? Like, like for me, uh, this is the one thing I will give a guy like Pep because, like, you look at all the teams he's managed. Obviously, with Barcelona, he had like a god squad. Yeah. You know, you didn't need to defend. You could, I could have probably played defense and, there. Like, you yeah. know, like they were just too, too dangerous. Mm-hmm. But you see, through the time, he's kind of evolved. He saw that people started parking the bus against him, 
and he started kind of maneuvering around that. Yeah. Whether it was flooding more guys into the box, flooding more guys on the wings, do this. Like, you know, like a guy like Pep, I think, is the only guy right now, at least right now, that I could see his tactics never kind of being outdated simply because he evolves. Yeah. For me, I would actually look at a guy like Klopp. I think Klopp's high press system mm-hmm. is flawed. Obviously, it's like a Mourinho thing, too. Where it's like you need to have the right players yeah. in order to like For have to that work. success, right? And again, people there, there's ways to expose it. People yeah. f- people figure it out pretty quick. You know, everybody watches film. Everybody, you know, they they once you play the team, you kind of figure them out, and you know the system, you know what they're gonna play. So there's always ways to counteract it. You just yeah. have to figure out, man. Look at City. Look how dominant City's been all these years. Chelsea, go to them. Go play them in the in the Champions League final. No one even thought in the group stage Chelsea was going to make that final. And I always bring this point up because it just goes to show you, no matter how good your your tactics are and and, and whatever you're doing, it's working. People will figure it out. People, there's there's always ways to counteract yeah. it. And and Pep, you know, had to kind of adapt. And last year, I think kind of learned from his mistakes and and changed. But again, I feel like there's it's 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 going to get to a point where it's just not going to work. Yeah. There's going to be things that are yeah. are going to be better. It's going to pass it. And he's just gonna he's gonna fall down. Yeah, yeah, he's good at adapting, but like, I feel like there's only so you know, much like, you can adapt like certain systems. Dude, I, like I look at a guy like Desirebi, and I'm not gonna discredit Desirebi, but this is my thing, okay? Like this is coming from my Serie standpoint that like you know we've watched Italian soccer through the time and whatever. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, the Sassuolo coaches, all of them, okay? You have Di Francesco. Uh, before he went to Roma, when he was on Sassuolo, mm. he was known for like almost like a champagne football. You know, it was beautiful. Built yeah. from the back, never clear the ball out. Your goalie had to be decent with his feet, this guy. And he was doing it with guys that were essentially rejects of yeah. every single league, like old, young, everything. Like, Di Francesco played brilliant. Got them back in Europe. He did his thing. You look at them, Deserbi. Uh, sorry, no, was it Deserbi that replaced him? Yeah, it yeah. was. He, Di Francesco went over to Roma. None of it worked. No. None of it worked. Okay, yes, we did kind of uh, dethrone Barcelona one time. <laughs> we don't talk about that. The grand scheme of it was, though, like like he didn't do well enough. You know, no. his tactics were figured out, and he had no other response. You look at Deserbi now. Everyone says, oh, that's Pep's successor. That's Pep's successor. No, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think there's a little bit too much hype around a guy like Deserbi. I think yeah. he's a good coach. But the million-dollar question is, like, people excuse him if he gets figured out right now because he's coaching a team like Brighton, right? And it's like, okay, yeah, you know what? It's Brighton, mm-hmm. low budget. They sold a lot of big guys, and he's still ma- remaining relevant. Yeah, okay, I know that sounds difficult, but is it that difficult? Mm-hmm. You know, try managing a team now where the expectations are strictly winning, yeah. you know, and your tactic gets figured out. How and does winning he every trophy. You know what I mean? And a guy like Deserbi. It's the same with every Sassuolo coach. Yeah. They play the champagne, beautiful football, and then it gets exposed, and they don't have a response to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, like that's what my fear is for a guy like Deserbi that he could become very outdated. Yeah. The thing, you with, know, like the second he goes to that big team with with Deserbi, I he can do well. He just needs to take his time, not rush to like a mm. big team, not rush anything. Figure out something proper, and that you know that he stands by and that he knows okay you know what this is it this is the system I'm, I'm going with this is work it'll work it's effective all this stuff here but the problem is and it's the same whether you coach there you're an owner there you're a player there is being in the prem 
people you you have like for a player they can have a good 15 minutes and they're talked about like they're like like they're the next ronaldo or the next messi yeah they have a bad 10 minutes and they will absolutely destroy your life and your career and everything and the same goes for a coach man like he can just play one good game and 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 beat arsenal and it's like oh no dude this guy here he's pep successor this guy's the next big thing this guy's amazing oh my god look at look how good this guy is he's gonna be better than pep relax no don't you're not like it's a game i get it. I he get, could I, be I, yeah I he's agree. Like, he, he you know so far he's done very well but relax media does play a huge part especially in, I'll in the prem i'll 100 percent agree with that but to me like there's what the media says and then what people actually truly believe right mm-hmm. like the media will say a b and c about uh buffon yeah you know not being one of the best goalies in the world but it's obviously up to like opinion mm-hmm. and that's the thing People genuinely believe like Deserbi is. Like, I know <laughs> the next best thing, and I will yeah, look at you and say like, I know this might be a little controversial, and people might say like, whatever. I would probably prefer a coach like a guy like, like big fucking Sam, Sam Allardyce, Sean Dyche, those kind of guys that like, you know, their tactic, it's outdated. Mm-hmm. But why are they relevant still? There's a reason no. they have that longevity. You know, like I, I don't know. Like I just it's. Kind of went a straight away. We started talking about desire to be only there, but it's no, okay. No, but it, but, it, but it, it's, I, it's I feel the same. Like it goes the same to like thing, the, back to like the tactics and everything. Tactics, yeah. you know, he has this new style apparently that you know, like, it, and it, you know, it, it's work. It works. You see, it, it could be effective, but he's he's got a long way to go. I feel like I feel like soccer. A lot of the time, it's like I know it's gonna sound really weird. It's like fashion, though. Yeah, you know how like my dad's clothes when he was growing up, growing up in the seventies. At one point, they were just non-existent. It's like, ew, why the hell would you wear yeah. bell-bottom jeans or <laughs> loose-fitting jeans with or skinny shirts, whatever? Fast forward another 20 years, it becomes relevant yeah. again, you know? I feel like this is a fad with this whole champagne football. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, balls to the wall, high press, attack, 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 play out from the back, never clear out the ball, whatever. That's going to run its course, and then eventually it's going to, you know, it's going to stop, you know? Before we before we go on to our next topic, I'm just gonna make this quick, and I'm not just saying this because it's Juve. I know I say that a lot, but it's a perfect example. What did we do for eight years? What do we do? One, we won straight. Okay, yeah. after the eighth year, what were all the fans saying, and everybody was crying for? Oh, they wanted champagne football. We wanted beautiful yeah, football. You didn't want Look just at Sadi. Look what he's doing. Yeah. Look how good he's playing. We need a system. Allegri sucks. Yeah. He plays boring football. He sucks. We need a change. Get rid of him. What did we do? We brought in Sadi. We got lucky the first season. I'll be the first to say it. If that break no, no, never no. You happened, get, you didn't get lucky. You got Ronaldo. No, no, no. I'm no, sorry, no, Ronaldo. No. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. Allegri season. We that was, was we, we got Sadi. sorry no no sorry because then no then he came with Allegri he was there one year with Allegri sorry that's what that was it was after the seventh year because then we got uh, Ronaldo the eighth year we had that was kind of shut everybody out hey, we got Ronaldo now so don't worry about the way we play we got Ronaldo got that whatever we obviously won then we sacked him because we wanted to play you know beautiful football mm-hmm. brought in Sadi that year I, I, yes we had Ronaldo but we also got lucky because the way Lazio was playing that year. And with how Inzaghi had them playing. Oh, La- no, no, yeah, Lazio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Remember, dude, then the COVID happened and they stopped for a month and a half. Yeah. And then after that, they, Lazio couldn't win a game and we we went on a hot streak. And we ended up winning that year. We got lucky, man. Honestly, I, maybe not Lazio would have won, but I don't think the way we were playing, I don't think we would have. But anyways, after that, okay, he's not working. Let's get rid of him. Let's bring in a, a guy with, you know, a young guy, a younger coach, you know, has, you know, fresh ideas. You know, he can play beautiful football. Let's bring in Pirlo. Okay, whatever. 
Yeah, look at that. We happened. don't win anything that year. Barely make Champions League. Okay, let's bring Allegri back. And everyone calls. And now we're in. A, and now we're in a re, in, in a rebuild yeah. because people don't understand. Yeah, okay. Everybody would love to watch beautiful football every weekend, but at the end of the day, your team. I, mean, I could, dude. I'm watching some games. Horrible football. We're winning. But the I'm happy. Is what matters best. I'm happy. We're winning. Most I don't times. give a fuck. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. Not, I'm. Dude, there was a point. I'm, I won't lie. I was one of those fans that was like, man, you know, dude, we play so ugly. Like we got to fucking. I will never say that again in my yeah. life. Never again. That is my little rant. Let's go to topic two. Let's not waste any more well, time. Well, now that he said it, topic two, I guess. Um, so we, we, we kind yeah, of... have a topic of you, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Al always like has a thing. I think he might be the transition master. I no, just no, put no, it into no, effect. No, 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 no. I tried to make it easier for you. That's what I'm saying. I put it into effect. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, I'm, anyways. I'm um, brain. So um, over the like this last year, maybe even longer... We've noticed kind of like a trend, you know, whenever we, when we get together on Mondays, when we try to record, we'll obviously like, we'll sit down for like two hours, have a coffee, talk shop, like whatever. And there's been like a kind of like a reoccurring trend that we speak of. And it's not, okay, partially probably is because of an equal hatred, but it's also somewhat factual. Yeah. You know, Um, it's moved past the hatred, Joe. Yeah. So we've witnessed a lot of controversies over time. We won't speak about VAR and how they suck ass. Um, we will speak and about how, how they useless. admit afterwards that they were wrong and Team A should have been deduct- deducted points or shouldn't have won said game or whatever it was. Um, so, Al, I know you feel strongly with this whole situation, so we'll start off with you here. Um, within Serie A, that's where we watch majority of our football and mm. we know best. Do you think there's some sort of bias or controversy surrounding the league itself? Um, the controversy, you know, I think is just bad refereeing and not having the right people, you know, like, yeah, okay. Inter has the most penalties in the league. Yeah. Okay. Juve has 12.5 fouls made in a game average and Inter has 11.9 and, you know, they have the least amount of yellow cards being 25 less than Juve being the most. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, there's a controversy. I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, fixed for a certain team to get their second star or anything like that. You know, I'm not saying that. I'll say that. I'm just saying the league makes me sick (laughs) because week after week and, it I I don't know it, like I don't want to be that guy that you know it's like, oh yeah Inter's it, fixing the games they got the referees and the thing but it's just week after week it's the same calls the same things the same referees coming out after saying yeah we made a mistake so you know now that VAR guy and the referee is gonna go to Sedia Chi because we're gonna you know that's how we're gonna punish them it's it's like it's fucking stupid and it's the same team every time you see the same calls every week. I don't. I really don't get if the league wants Inter to win to have the the, the second star, or they just don't want Juve to win. Yeah, and like I I don't like I know I'm just ranting because now I'm just an no, angry no, no, Juve fan going, going at Inter, but it's just it's a, such a piss because you see it in other games too. The officiating sucks, but come on, like when you start you start looking at just the base of all the stats, like you can't be that stupid to not see it, like. The, there has to be something going on behind the scenes that they got to make sure that, you know, Inter don't drop any stupid points and lose stupid games because, all right, dude, two weeks in a row, 
you see two calls that weren't made that would have changed the result of the game, making Inter drop points, and they come out after both saying yeah. that, oh, yeah, we made a mistake. Sorry. Like, how fucking stupid is that, man? Well, I was I was saying it before, and I'll, I'll, I'll reiterate my statement I said Especially, before. sorry, before you – let me just let me finish this. Mm-hmm. Just looking – not never mind. Say you can even look and say, yeah, how close it's finished. Minus Napoli's year last year, but you 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 look at the prem. The last like three years, it's been decided by it's between like five points. Yeah. This end of the season, let's just say Inter ends up winning the league by two points or three points or even four points. Those games right there could have completely changed yeah. that. Well, like that that that's where I look. I look at the bigger picture, and that's why I, that's what pisses me off the most. See, that's where what I was actually going to say. Like for me, it's it's not a matter of like. My biggest pet peeve, it's okay, it's it's not solely riding with Inter or anything like that. It's it's for me, it's it's the grand scheme of it all. And it's like you look back, these referees have literally come out and said, Oh yeah, out of this the two games that were played, the six points Inter got, they should have got one point. Yeah. Because we made a mistake here. This also should have been a disallowed goal. Whatever it is, cool. You're saying that. But mm-hmm. now fast forward at the end of the year. You know, Juve versus Inter right now, it's a very, very tight race. Yeah. Who's to say that this two-point gap right now that would have been solved mm-hmm. technically if everything was called fairly isn't the problem? You know, Juve loses by two points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who's to say that doesn't happen? Obviously, it may not be the, the case, but I'm just saying who is to say? It's, you know, it's like... True. I think, then, and then it pisses you off. Then you, then you look back and against you, us against Hells Verona. Keen does even less than what Bastoni did scores and they call it back oh because there, there was a foul there oh oh wait oh the other goal oh yeah he was offside yeah. by his cleat so we're gonna call it yeah. back like come on like are you like that it's it's dude that fucking absolutely fucking pissed me off man yeah no i know and um yeah no i it's it's just for me like again i said the grand scheme of things whatever but it's just i don't know it for me it's it's more so irritating because it's the blinding of the actual league itself yeah. To not see that this is a problem. You know what I mean? Like something needs to be done. Yeah. Like it, it's just <clears throat> to me, I, I feel like they think it's fine. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're resting on their laurels of how, oh, before we used to have the best refereeing. We used to have the best officiating. Look at guys like yeah. Colina. They always talk about him, blah, blah, blah. But it's like. Stop living in the past. Yeah. It, it's like, not like that anymore. Now you look. Everyone wants to say Juve fixes games. And listen, I'm the first to admit. I will. You guys have that. heard it on the episode before. Yeah, like, I'm the first to chirp. And I, like, I will keep saying it, whatever. But let the record show that that all came out as false accusations. Everybody that was a part of it that little happened scandal. Happened uh, five, ten years a little bit too late. But, but it still happened. Still got cleared. They still got acquitted of everything. Still didn't have still, like, the whatever. proof that they said that they had. And, and, and to me, like, I look at stuff like that and I'm just like, Man, like, so Juve never fixed those games. Yeah. But you look present day, what's going on? It's like, does this not kind of make you start to question everything about the league? And just, you know, like, dude, it just shows you what kind of team Inter is, man. They still, they're still, they still count the the, the, the free scudetto mm-hmm. that they got from us, that it got proven that it was, it shouldn't have been taken from us. Yeah, no, it's, they're really at 18, but no, no, they're at 19. So now they can get, so remember when everyone, they gave us shit when we yeah. put the third star, but yeah. we didn't really have it. That, actually, yeah, remember that? And it, watch now, they're going to be, Buddy, they're as soon as if they win that game, they win the school. That as soon as you're, buddy, the second star, the guy's gonna be stitching it on right Listen, there. Roma's still waiting for a silver star. Hopefully, we get it this year. Yeah, I know. Not Gen- Genoa has a better chance of getting one of the, a gold star uh, before you guys. Actually, actually. <laughs> um, on the topic of Roma, though, that was a little nifty transition on my end. Whatever. Um, we were talking about the points. Uh, sorry, not the points. 
uh, the cards that were given to each team mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I brought up uh, Mourinho. And listen. Because Mourinho has gotten more cards than any player <laughs> on your team. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Mancini's up there, buddy. And he's probably gotten more Mourinho, yeah, man. No, he's not even a fucking say, player. I, there's something I really want to talk about. I know everybody thinks I have an agenda against my own team sometimes. I have an agenda against Roma, Mourinho, this, that. I, I really don't. I love my team. I will watch them game in, game out, even though I he does. <laughs> want to burn my house down after every single result. But I'm sorry when other fan bases that are supposed to be against Roma start to see a like a, a particular trend with Mourinho, with the league, with like, you know, like it's it's laughable. It's man. it's crazy because I literally I can't when we came together and we started talking today, we literally spoke about Mourinho and his red card. Yeah. And now Al, I'm gonna ask you this. Because we talked about Inter, we'll probably, honestly, we'll probably still somehow get back to Inter because this is a hot topic. We're just getting back in the swing of things, whatever. Do you think Mourinho, yeah, do you think Mourinho is kind of, okay, well, he is on the receiving end of this, but do you think there's an agenda against somebody like Mourinho because of his reputation, his resume, or anything like that? He deserves it. He's an idiot. I know you don't believe that. No, no, no. But, hey, from when he first came to probably even up until this summer, what did I what would I say about him? Those exact words. Yeah. Never liked him, even from from inter days all the way until today to present day. Never liked the guy. Every time we talk, I'm like, oh my god, I I I couldn't even listen anymore. This year, and I've and I've I've, I've literally said it today to Joe. I've said it before to Joe. I I, I like I feel bad for him. Because now, like, he's literally not even doing... And I feel like he's testing them and, like, doing less and less. And he's still getting carded yeah. and getting sent off and missing games and suspended. Like, watching the game this week, my dad, you know my dad how much. He yeah. hates him more than me. And, like, we were watching the game. The first time we saw the yellow card, we were both laughing. And we're like, well, only this guy. Like, how, like they honestly, like, they, they just hate him. Like, they, they do it. Like, he's standing there and like, they do it on purpose. Then he got the red and, like, we were both... We both looked at each other were like... Okay, on my dad's like, I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> and, like, for my dad to say that, that's how you know it's bad. Like, it's- he... He yes, you know he he gets under referee's skin. Referee, they know He's about arrogant. him. They know about him. They know that he has a big target on his back. But that doesn't give any excuse for you just to take advantage of the situation and just target him and just throw him out and give him these cards when he doesn't actually deserve it. Yeah. If he if he's calling you names and he keeps going and he does stupid things, hey, by all means, I hate the guy. Go ahead. Yeah. But you know what's right is right what's wrong is wrong like it's 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 dude again it's, it's you're watching it it's just disgusting it, it's it, laughable you're it like it goes back this can't to, be fucking honestly, serious it goes back to that time we had a conversation about like if you would change certain rules of the game it, what is defined as like talking back to the referee to the point that you get a yellow yeah what is deemed a foul what is deemed like you know what i mean like it goes all the way back to that like argument yeah. we had in conversation we had this is one of those rules that, like, you see a coach getting mad. He doesn't get... Okay, obviously some coaches, and Mourinho has done this in the past, so I understand. Yeah. I do understand. But you do see some coaches throwing a bitch fit. Snapping, getting pissed, kicking this, kicking that, whatever. But if there's a reason why, as a referee, you yeah. should be taking that moment and at least listening to them. Yeah. Obviously, there, you won't change him, your mind. Talk to him. Yeah. Communicate. And then that's it. And, and and like this is where it goes back to even that point where we made about challenging, yeah. like like how it is in American sports. I saw Gasparini, who's probably what I, I don't know his age, but I'm gonna say easily 65 plus. Yeah. Easily. I saw a guy beside him with a fucking tattered up iPad 
looked older than him. Looked like he's been through the ringer. He smokes three. <laughs> so it was the first iPad. Yeah, like the first gen iPad, but he was working it. He was at least 100 years old. And he was showing Gasparini a, a highlight, like a, something, something that just that happened. happened, whatever. If a guy that is 100 years old like that and look that decrepit could handle an iPad and have the ability to say, hey, th- look, look, Gasparini, look what happened. Yeah. Why can't coaches look at that and challenge just like in football? Without their okay, obviously, like I agree, man. Some sort of repercussion has to happen, but to send off a a, a coach yeah. because he's saying that's a foul. No, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, like, old, man. how so thin up. is your skin? How, like these referees, it's like they grew up in a in some sort of. I'm not trying to discount ballerinas or, <laughs> or ballet students, but it's like they grew up in one of those. Yeah. They're so sensitive. They're just they can't handle it. You talk back to a referee, instantly red card. Yeah. Look at Colina. You talk back to him, he got in your face, yelled back at you. Good. You will get your point across, he gets his point across, and exactly. that's it. Shake hands, walk away. Nowadays, you can't even do that. And it's like, this is what leads like me to even think. like There's certain agendas against certain teams, certain things. Like I'll never admit, again, to Juve fans, even though I'm technically admitting to Al right now, like, I do think there is somewhat of an agenda against a team like Juve. Mm-hmm. They don't want that dynasty to happen. Again, why is that? Because I don't know. Like Kodak you Black once said, like, they don't want to see us winning. I thought that was like uh, like Akon or something. No. But it's Kodak Black. Yeah. Uh, the legend. Kodak. Kodak. I don't know. I was going to try to leeway that into yeah, something. No. It couldn't happen. It couldn't happen. <laughs> but anyways. Um. I had a random thought when we were, whatever. I just had a random thought. I like your random thoughts. Uh, they usually, they thoughts. usually lead to good conversations. Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts, I call them. Um, you see, like, in the Champions League, if it's an Italian team against a German team, you'll see another nationality coach, uh, sorry, refereeing that game. Mm-hmm. That's in Champions League, Europa League, any of these European games, whatever. Do you think outsourcing in respective leagues is a good idea? Like outsourcing referees. Mm-hmm. So in saying that, like, so the Italian league, Roma versus Juve, you'll have a Spanish referee. A Spanish ref. Yeah. Definitely. Or in England, you'll have a German referee. <clears throat> like, you know. 100%. I, like, I, 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 I never thought of it. And then when I did, I just thought, why isn't this already a thing? Mm-hmm. You know, how does it make sense? Yeah, okay, I get it. You know, you're like, in, in, in each league, they're going to have the referees from there. So like, again, let's say, for example, the Italian league, they're going to have an Italian ref. But, mm-hmm. Just like every ref and every, you know, person involved in the sport, they obviously do it because they have some sort of love for the sport. They probably did for a very long time. You know, most likely an Italian ref probably at some point in his life supported an Italian team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from. Like a lot of the, you know, these smaller towns and everything, everybody went for the bigger teams. Whether you were a Milan fan or a Juve fan, no one became an Inter fan except... uh, people that were just stupid and uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know how that happened they slept with their sister but you know what i mean or their brother i don't know these guys like they like there's obviously some sort of you know thing in them that obviously they can't be obvious and they're not going to call the game then you're gonna be like okay this guy probably was an inter fan and he's literally showing it yeah. because he's calling everything for inter they, they got to be you know non-biased but there might be certain situations you know if they're refereeing a game of a team that you know they like or whatever that they might give some favorable calls or certain things. So, and it's not just, it could be, this is in every league because yeah, obviously, yeah. like I said, if you're from that country. Most likely you support a team from that country. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just common knowledge. That's yeah. just the math. And it's like you said, like those smaller regions in Italy, Portugal, wherever yeah. it is, like they'll obviously support a bigger team. Like, look, look at Sicilian. Yeah. You know, like I, my family's Sicilian. 
they're not supporting. They can't. They obviously keep an they're eye a on Palermo, Palermo fan. Yeah, because it's a Sicilian team. But look, there's always they always support exactly, exactly. You know, like where you're from. You're from Crotone. You obviously keep an eye on Crotone and want yeah, them yeah, to yeah. do well. But you're a Juve fan. But I'm absolutely Juve fan. You know, so it's and just like these referees that, like, you know, they might be from it, the small like, a cave. It never. But that's the thing. It never They're made sense gonna... why they never thought of that and said, "Hey, this is what we do for Champions League." You know what? Well, yeah, it might be a little bit more expensive, but at least it's fair. It's mm-hmm. fair for everybody. You're, you know, it's a, the games in England. You're getting Italian refs, Spanish refs, whatever it is. Italy, you're getting obviously yeah. whatever else. It just makes sense, and I feel like doing it that way becomes a little bit more expensive. But you're gonna get quality, a clean, fair game at the end, and as that's what everybody wants. As long as it's not Anthony Taylor. Yeah, I think if maybe he and goes Michael to like Oliver. he goes to to referee and, and maybe Saudi. Maybe no. they buy him and no, they go. But goes see, over this there. idea came up because of Saudi. Yeah, they're trying to buy referees instead of having their own, and it's instead like of hey, training them and making them go through all the yeah, courses. Yeah, like, like hey, you know we'll what? It's okay. They have the money. They have that's what I mean. <laughs> money to throw around like that, but it's still the idea of it. I agree. I think it's actually fantastic it's a non-biased like completely non-biased yeah. person you know and it goes back to what you said like they were from a part they're supporting a team you know the reason why they became a so- referee of soccer it's not because they were looking for a job and they went on linkedin yeah, or indeed like, and found a, a yeah, i'm gonna be a referee no they had to That's have the some sort go. of passion or interest in the sport yeah. itself you know they weren't good enough to be a, a soccer player so they're like hey, yeah you know, i'm gonna ref dude, nobody nobody grows up idolizing referees and saying hey you know what <laughs> I'm gonna be a ref. No, I'm be a man. ref one day. Like you, ah, my soccer career is done. All right, well, uh, maybe become a ref. Still stay in the game. I think the outsourcing thing would be a brilliant idea. Yeah. I think it's something that every it makes sense for everybody into. Like it's, it just gone on too far. Like it, as much we were trying to even think about like different leagues, right? Oh, do they have the same problems as Italy? Yeah, Everybody England does. has it. You see it game in uh, week in week out. You know there was that whole thread on Wolverhampton. I saw. You know. In Spain, you just recently heard how referees were actually paid off. Yeah. <laughs> in Portugal, Joe is telling us next door about all the controversies there. Yeah. Like, obviously, the only league I haven't heard about is Germany, but that's because yeah. we don't know anyone that watches that league. Respectfully, I'm not trying to talk <laughs> down about you guys, um, but I'm just saying, like, we don't know anyone that watches that league yeah. enough to talk to about that, or else I'm sure you'd find some sort of controversies there as there as well. The problems everywhere, man. It's we obviously see it more because we watch how much we watch the Serie A, we watch the Prem. We see it the most in there. You know, Joe's telling us about Portugal. We don't really watch it, but he's telling us. Yeah. It happens everywhere. No yeah. matter no matter what country, it happens everywhere. Even in, in the Saudi League and MLS, it happens mm-hmm. everywhere, Joe. I'm just the referees are bad, man. They're not what they used to be. But it's crazy because those are the same refs that will go coach in Europa League, Champions League, and they, they put on a clinic of how good they are as a referee. Yeah, they, they don't they book gotta anybody. show off there, man. They don't book <laughs> anybody. They're they're all patient. They, they gotta show this, off there, as far as accurate. Except Anthony, they're not Taylor. getting they're not getting paid uh, by the league over there, so yeah. and by the teams um, and by Inter. I'll hate seeing. <laughs> no, man, you on. haven't realized. Come on, you haven't realized. Come on. So we're gonna get we're gonna get an Inter fan on the episode soon. No, no, no. nobody's a Lazio fan that we know because I'll find I know one actually. I'll find one. Yep, I do. No, I don't for out. I do. Who? You know him too. Zach? No. Well, other than Zach. Actually, two people I know. Okay, Zach's not a real Lazio no, no. fan. Okay, no, not Zach. I'm still two people. Who? Zach's no, no. We're not going to get our no, no on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, I'll get him on the podcast, dude. What the hell? He'll love it. Him and Rena. Yeah, but Rena's like a uh, general. No, no. We've uh, had a conversation about Roman Lazio. I told him I can't talk to him too much. Yeah, I'll bring him on here. Surprise guest one day. 
Then you're going to see. I'll retire. Oh, buddy. My voice will be retired. I'm coming forever. up with the script that day. <laughs> Bringing a knife that day. <laughs> Bringing a knife, a dagger, and a sword. Um, but nonetheless, we digress about said topic. Yeah, because we can talk about the refs and how shit they are and how bad the worst, bar is. Honestly, the worst part is, like, we talk about this. We we record usually an hour long, 50, four, sorry, 45 to an hour minute. Uh, hour minute. An hour long. minute long? <laughs> hour minute long. Uh, our episodes are quite long. What I'm trying to say is, and we'll talk about a lot, clearly, but we'll still probably end this and talk about it again. Yeah. Go back to what I said or what he said. And, and <laughs> in the next start, couple of weeks, we'll be talking about VAR and, then, and, and then we'll again. start <laughs> arguing about something about how this guy is better than this guy and whatever. And regardless of that, let's transition. Um, Al, mm-hmm. there is, okay. We, we do have a topic written down, but, but there's something I actually kind of want to talk about because now that we're talking about Sedia, it's kind of getting my juices flowing and I kind of want to keep it up. If you're wondering, our other topic we're going to speak about was the World Cup in Canada. But you know what? We could wait. We could wait. Okay. Okay. Uh, Canada. No, I'm kind of interested to see now what, what you're going to be What I actually up. want to ask you is, okay. I'm intrigued. So we briefly spoke about this and it's going to be like a two-parter, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. We got some time. We got all we got is time in life. Um, not really. <laughs> so we spoke about briefly the role of a sporting director. Mm-hmm. We spoke about the importance that they actually have and how they're kind of like an underrated thing. We don't really, we don't really consider them anything. Yeah. We don't even talk about their ability. But you've seen like Marota for Inter when he was with Juve. Like, look what he did. Yeah. You know, we took it. You took <clears throat> it for granted. <laughs> Not me. I never had that luxury. We did have a luxury in a guy named Walter Sabatini, who was an old dog that just fucking didn't give a shit for anyone. He was just only giving you two million, and that's it. And I love that. I miss that guy. <laughs> um, so let's talk. I want to talk about briefly the role of a sporting director and how important it is. And it's, this is where the second part comes in. If you're the sporting director of Juve, you don't have a blank check though given their certain financial restrictions, if they have any, whatever, who would you be purchasing to strengthen the squad or adapt, whatever? In general or in January? In, you know what? No, we're going to go with January because it's the January transfer market, okay, okay. Bubs. That's why I know. I didn't know. Summertime, it, like summertime general, it's like, like carte okay, blanche. Apparently, everybody's rich in the summertime. So everybody goes like, there's a lot of moves happening in the yeah, summertime. Yeah, <laughs> no, wintertime, you know, and, and you have to be realistic. Yeah, yeah You yeah. can't say... Erling Holland on no, a dry no, loan. No, you know? no. Like, no, like be <laughs> realistic. If you have an idea, like again, we see. Yeah. So the role of a sporting director. Mm. Do you think it's more important than the role of a head coach? I mean, yes, yes, and no. Like obviously, Joe, the coach at the end of the day is you know at certain teams people look at like the Barca team. You know, back in the day, you're like, oh, we had Pep didn't even need to be there because the team was so good and they can play. Yeah, you know, yes, the, t- the players are that talented. But at the end of the day, man, the coach is the one that comes up with the ideas, the tactics, everything behind it. He is one of the most important guys, a part of that team. But the sporting director comes, I would say, is right underneath that. Comes very, 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 very close. Because you don't have a good sporting director. You're not going to be making the right moves. You know, you, you saw it. Like, I mean, again. I know I'm always going to re- relay everything to Juve, but in this regard, it's I've okay, seen actually. it. I've seen it firsthand. You know, yeah. we had Marota, you know, what he did in the, in the, I think, whatever, six or seven years before he left, when he was there, he made the most incredible moves, you know, 
sold the guys at their peak for the most money that they were able to get, made good money, brought in free transfers that fit the team, fit the system, made us better. You know, we lost a guy like Pogba, and we're like, oh, my God, now what are we going to do? Somehow we still made a Champions League final. So it's like having a a guy like that and just somebody with with the intelligence that knows what to do is the most important thing. Because then right after that, you know, certain things went on. He didn't really like the whole move for Ronaldo. He didn't want to be a part of it. Got into stuff with the owner because, you know, everyone knows yeah. how Agnelli gets. So he left. He went to Inter. And I don't care what anybody says. Martinez, you know, Bastoni, Barella. Nobody on that team was as big as a signing that Inter made as Marotta was. Yeah. Marotta was the yeah. biggest signing Inter made. I don't give a shit. What I, and Inter fans don't even r- r- understand that. Just to say Zanetti was the yeah. biggest signing. No, dude. It's because Zanetti. He got Bro, Martinez. Zanetti has right? all the pull. No, no yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, he does. Has, he, he does. Argentina Sorry, pull. He does. He has Argentina pull. But at the end of the day, the sporting director knows the best. Talent. He knows what to do. He knows who is actually good and who just looks good from the outside. After that, now, finally, we see Mr. Cristiano Giantoli come in after a couple of years with Paratici. And him, he just lived off that. He was there when Ronaldo came in. So he had, he had you know, his face was in the picture when Ronaldo came to Agnelli's villa. But other than that, man, he was a little bitch in the market. He got cornered. We overpaid for guys. Yeah, yeah. We overpaid guys in general. The Dybala situation was handled horribly. Mm-hmm. Horribly. Everything he was doing, I, I couldn't be happier when he left. Bringing in Giantoli, I knew he was good. I saw what he did with Napoli, but I did not think he was the difference maker that he yeah. would be so far. Like you, with the, with the guys that have already signed extensions, that was just like seamless, like quick. Like, dude, yeah. you've never seen it before. Now with the other guys that they're working on, plus... Who he like the, the move the, the move that we made with Roma, we gave a dry loan and we got back you know a, a, this kid a prospect he was doing well for, doing well for Roma he captained them a few times we got him for nothing and to throw in there just to help them all keep a good relationship fifty percent of the deal goes back to Roma like guys like that like it's it's intelligence to make these moves because it benefits everybody you know you're not always going to be the one winning. Yeah, you can have two 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 people winning in the end. Yeah. It's okay, but the deal works for everybody. Yeah. It benefits us all. So, having a sporting director and a, and especially one that fits the team because yeah. you know people look at Roma with remember when they remember when you guys signed Monchi, how good did you think that was? How good did he how good did he do with Sevilla and the guys he brought in? You I remember I remember like it was yesterday. How excited you were telling me about yeah, him? Yeah, because it was a and a and what he did at Sevilla youngsters. and and. But he was a good he was a good sport director. He came to Roma, didn't know the system, wow. didn't know the culture, wow. didn't have any idea, was not good at all for them. Yeah. Couldn't do it, like couldn't build anything, was signing the wrong guys. And then who did they have before? So after well, just, after him? After him now? After him, like most recently, who did they just have? Thiago Pinto. He now he left. Thiago Pinto. Which Hey, you know what? Know you First, Sorry, he guys. did he did all right there, man. Look at like the guys he brought in. He guys, a lot of dead He offloaded a lot of deadwood. Brought in guys that, okay, you know what? Maybe you're, you know, like Lukaku, you're not happy with, or, or Dybala, you are happy with, but he brought guys that you probably thought would never be playing for Roma. Yeah, yeah. No, you are, you're right. He you're made right. some big moves, but he also fit with, you know, he was good with Modine. When you have a good a sporting director that's good with, they understand the team and they have a good relationship with the coach, that is the best thing you yeah. can have. No, I agree. I that agree. is honestly the best thing you, you can have, man. And, and for me, like, that's what I, I think the sporting director, I'm glad you brought this up today. I think the sporting director, and we're talking about it before. I know that's why you brought it up, but is it's the it's one of the most important things in the team. But you're still saying coach is more important. I would still I would still inch inch yeah. coach a little bit more, in my opinion, 
but I like I I I don't not by much like, like having a good sporting director can make or break you. It's it's no, I, honestly, I, dude. I, it's and when one that fits your team, dude. For me, I'll be I'll be completely honest. Like, okay, I get I agree I agree, but for me, I would <laughs> say what, the, what was that guy's name on Milan when they when they got bought up by uh, Ralph Ragnick, Mister X. No, who's the other guy? There was Ralph. No, not Ralph Ragnick. Ralph Ragnick. Who are the two guys coach? that they had working? The one guy I had the picture of. He's like, oh, <laughs> I know he's the bald guy, yeah. um, Mirabelli. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, like those guys there. Like, what? Where did they come from? What did they, they just spawn? They just, they just spawned, and they just started. They spent two hundred million dollars out of nowhere and bought the most useless players, yeah. like you can think yeah. of. Had no idea what they were doing. Like, and that just shows you, you don't have the right guys. Nothing's gonna change. For me, I'm gonna say I think the sporting director is actually more important than a coach. Because now, hear me out. You could have like the cycle of a of a coach is a lot less than the cycle of a sporting director. You will have a sporting director for 10, 15, 20 years. You won't even realize he's there, type of thing. Whereas a coach, you know, you're always going through it every three years, maybe. Hmm. You know, like it's Gone are the days of Arsene Wenger for 25 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, stuff like that. You know, like Klopp at eight years or nine years, whatever he's at now. Like, that's impressive to yeah. say the least. But this is why I also give the sporting director the edge because at the end of the day, it's their job to make the coach their life easier. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, a coach could only do so much, right? Yeah. Whereas a sporting director could will give the players to the coach and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's A, B, and C. What you asked for? Do your best now. Mm. You know, if they don't pan out, they go back to the sporting director. Hey, get us a new coach. Yeah. They they pile a list of candidates and say, hey, you have these three guys, this guy, this is the salary they want. This is what I can negotiate, whatever. So that's why I'll give the credit more to the sporting director because it's a silent worker. And I've mm. always I've always been that guy that will always credit the silent workers yeah. more. So that's where I'll credit and I'll say the sporting director is mm. more important than a coach. I won't but, I, honestly I won't argue that again. Thing. It's like with you though, I would say it's like an inch, you know. Yeah. It's it's that little bit it's just very because close. it's yeah. like they're not they're, they're yeah. not far it's apart. It's because for me, it's the behind the scenes that they yeah, do yeah, that yeah. none of us will fully know yeah. until they leave and, and they start no, to no one will appreciate because you don't you ever know? see it. Uh the coach's role, like obviously it's difficult because they are the face of the problems, even though again it could be a sporting director that's fucking them up. Yeah. You know, like again, I'll talk about Roma right now. Di Francesco, his era, like our sporting director was Sabatini and Masada. They did well. Mm. They gave him everything he needed. He just couldn't, you know, finalize it. Yeah. All, you know, and that was that was their uh, sorry, the coach's problem. Mm. But who did they lash out on? Sabatini and Masada. Why? Because they wanted to hire Di Francesco. Yeah. They stick their neck out. Tiago Pinto, right now that we have. I'm not gonna everyone, I know a lot of Roma fans will say he was dreadful, he was shit, he was this and that. But I'll give credit to him getting rid of guys like Steven Nzanzi, Javier Pastori, William Bianda, Ante Korcha, guys that we even forgot existed on Roma, but we got rid of them. Did we make any money? Maybe not. I got like 20 bucks. You got got, got a Starbucks gift card, but we got rid of them. That salary means more. Mm -hmm. You know, he brought in guys. Yes, obviously he had Mourinho in his corner that helped negotiate. That's a fucking great asset to have. I understand that. But in saying that, it's like, you got to remember like, Renato Sanchez now. Mourinho wasn't crazy about him, but he was okay with that deal. Thiago Pinto literally came out and said, this is on me. 
I think he could be great given his ability. And he is right. Mm. Renato Sanchez, when he is fit, is a good fucking player. Could be could and, be great if he played. And for me, it's like he's taking that responsibility, but it's a gamble, it's a calculative gamble yeah. risk. Because if he does well, Thiago Pinto looks like the oh, looks, smartest yeah, sporting genius. director in the yeah. world. That's yeah, true. If he flops like he has been doing and he's still doused with these injuries, mm-hmm. he looks like an idiot. And yeah. now he's kind of with his tail between his legs. But it's at the same time, it's like, hey, man, like, you took a risk. That's it. Yeah. And, again, it's the sporting director that gets the brunt of that risk. Mm. It's not anybody else, you know. So, like, that's where, like, my hat will go off to them. And I think, like, their role is a little bit more important than the coach. Mm. Um, now, for the second part of the coach. Uh, quote, coach. Coach. Anyways, that, we'll get into the third piece later. Um, second part of the question. I was about to say coach again, actually. Uh, second part of the question. Al, you are Cristiano Juntoli. Yeah. You are signing players. You don't even have... You could look at me and say, no, you've been oh, fun. Is, okay. I know. You know this is I where mean? you got excited before. You were. You asked me the two questions. This yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Okay, so okay. now <laughs> this is your part. You tell me, Juntoli, what are you doing? What right. is the... Right now, this January? This January. Okay, this January, I'm if I'm Juntoli, the only thing I'm really looking at to bring in to you know strengthen the team because again you have to remember, not in Champions League, you know we're playing once a week, not really you know you don't need too too much depth you don't want to overdo it, but you also still kind of have to look over what's available if it's a, if there's a good deal because you know there's a good chance next season we'll probably be back in Champions League. And we're going to be back in to be playing competitions every, every, whatever, three days. Mm. So me personally, I saw we were, I saw we were already linked and I, I do like the move of, um, you probably got to help. You're talking about his name, the Portuguese guy from Lille. Oh, Tiago Jalo. Jalo. Yeah. So I, I seen that. I do like it. I know he had the injury. Um, I haven't seen him play too, too much. I know he's still young. You know, I know he was there for that season when they won and he was playing. I remember him then. I remember he was playing very good. I remember him in FIFA. He got a team of the season card as well. So I know he was. Uh, FIFA he does a, help out. Yeah, it helps yeah, so. a lot of FIFA knowledge. But ask me about any flag you want. I can tell you what it is. Um, but no, like, I, I, like him, I can see, you know, I'm 50-50 about it just because of, you know, the, the youth that we have mm-hmm. in our center. You but again, you don't also want to, you know, put all your eggs in that basket. And then, you know, they don't work out to what you think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're if we get him for the two, three mil, I like the move. You know, we do need to make sure we have the depth center backs because, you know, you have, you have got the Embremer who are, you know, fairly young and they're most likely to be playing every game. But, you know, Danilo, he's getting up, he's getting up there. You know, he had that injury. And, and now he even said it himself yesterday. He's like, you know, I can, I feel myself like I know I'm not playing at my best. I still feel my conditions, you know, still not where I want it to be playing at the top. I have to get there. I will over time. He obviously, he's saying that himself. I, I, I can, you can see it on the field when he plays from the beginning of the season to now. But you understand that because he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we yeah, have to prepare yeah. for the future and have that depth just in case because you never know what injuries come. So that's one position that we, we need to make sure we have that in. And the other one, I would honestly say, and like, see, I'm a, I'm a little, I, I would want to say like a guy like Berardi to help out on the right side, just to give a little bit of, you know, depth and just kind of have something different than um, Weya or, or McKinney that they've been playing there, or even Cambiasa that they've been playing there. But then again, like, you know, these three guys have been playing so well yeah. and I don't want to, you know, cut their playing time because of that, like, I, I, I genuinely think like, like Kostas, like he's, he's been, you know, he's still kind Not of assisting here and there, but like, 
the last couple of games, he's been really, really bad. And honestly, like I could see Cambiasso maybe kind of giving a cost to break and taking that position on the left for a little bit, which yeah. I, I love Cambiasso. So yeah, <laughs> I'll take that any day of the week. He's really good, on the right man. side, you know, you, you have Oya who when he now he's been playing, he's been playing very well. McKenny, you play him in the middle or the right. He plays fucking good. He's been a revelation this season. So like I don't want to really like hinder that because like I, I do like seeing it. Like I, I like how they're playing and like I want to keep like watching that, but I also don't want us, you know, because it, it gets that point, man. We see it every season, you know, like Wea, second half of the season come around and you know, maybe the guy just can't do anything or he just yeah, having you just yeah. having off games and just can't get it started. That you're gonna need that that change and you know, maybe McKenny will be needed more in the midfield than on the right. So then you'll be stuck in that okay, fuck, we have nobody. So if we could, you know, work with something, and I know it's gonna be tough to work with, but if we can get Berardi on a fairly decent deal, I, feel like I wouldn't every mind year, that. I, the only thing with Berardi that pisses me off, and like I agree, every year we're linked with him. Every <laughs> year, no, and, and the worst part is his value has always stayed the same. Thirty-five, <laughs> thirty mil. mil, thirty-five mil. Every single year we want thirty-five mil. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> our saving grace. I think next year he's free. And then somehow he's gonna be here for another year. No, but now like I think he's kind of saying like, hey, okay, like I wanna like I'm at the like, I'm at this age like I I, I want to leave now. Like, I wanna I wanna go like I don't want to just stay here and you know finish it here. Like they're, they're shit. They're not they're not like they're, they've been very bad. They're not a good team. Like, yeah, they're just they're just that mid table team. They'll yeah. consistently stay that mid table team. Maybe troubled for the top seven spots, mm-hmm. uh, but that's it. That's it. That's why. I, I, honestly, genuinely, I, I, other than that, man, like I think mid were good. Strikers, I think we're we're more than enough. So essentially, I you're just really, looking for like a depth. Someone on solution. the right. Some well, Brody could be starting for sure. No, but like so, he would still be. Like, I would argue with you. Yeah, say like depth. he'd still be depth yeah, 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 for the yeah. meantime when he yeah, first comes. Pre- pretty much, man. Like I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like with the starting lineup they have now, you know the guys that they have even to re- like to replace his injuries right now already. I'm, I'm happy with. I'm more than happy with. So I, yeah, I wouldn't go too crazy, man. We don't need yeah. to. We don't need to overspend. Like we're not. We don't need to overdo it. And I, and I, I know Gentoli is not stupid and he'll see exactly what we need. And even that he might, he might even just get dude in the summertime. Like people forget. We just signed Wea. Yeah. We didn't sign. Like that was, we made one signing and that's it. It was a good sign. I liked it. It was. I said it before. But I liked Wea. It I was. No, 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 dude, I, I love it. But I'm saying we didn't go crazy. Mm. You know, people thought, well, dude, we need, we need a center mid. We need another striker. We need a center back. We need this. We need that. We need this. Had the players. We had the players already. We, we didn't need much. Yeah. Totally didn't go crazy. Got what we needed. Started renewing, which that was the important part because you don't want guys leaving for free. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think I think for Juve, given the circumstances you're in, and it's not even See, a financial I, circumstance. It's, and I was gonna I was gonna ask now about you, <laughs> but like I know there's uh, there might be a lot of signings you need to make, so I don't know how, how much time we have here. <laughs> Roma could spend <laughs> negative 0.6 mil. <laughs> Remember that. Negative. Negative. Zero. Zilch. Zero. However you want to say it in whatever <laughs> language you speak. Zero. Zero. That looks like I'm holding something. I don't yeah. want to do that again. Make, let me do that again, actually. One second. Move it a little bit closer to you. No, closer to your face. Now move it back. What? <laughs> like my head? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Anyways. You mean move it down? No, you know, anyways, yeah, but no, Roma. Like we can't, we can't make any sense. Right, yeah. Dry loans, <laughs> dry loans. Who comes to so mind? You, no so, one. So you fall in love with players just for them to leave? Yeah, it's it's literally like Roma. Like we're gonna sell. Uh, <laughs> so Spinazzola's contract expires this summer. <laughs> we have fucking El Kabab over there that wants to buy him, but they don't want to spend the money on him. I agree. He's expiring. <laughs> We don't even have money to renew. So it's like... Everybody's going to be like, okay, ciao. <laughs> like, 
But that, that video of the football player when he goes to the stadium and it's like <laughs> yeah. the doors are locked. What the hell? It's like that's what's I mean, all the Roma players are gonna go to work the next day. What? Just, I don't even what's know, happening? man. I can't like I I've thought about this question so much and I've thought about like where does uh, like Roma? You know what? There's there are vul- I I will look at you and make arguments. Our mid's decent. I think our defense. We need depth. This maybe whatever goalie. <sighs> We have Johnny Depp's stepson in net as a backup goalie, and then Rui Patricio, who's just concentrated on his hair and his his chest and how deezed he looks. Like, then we have on left back Spinazzola, who I okay, I, I hate talking bad about him because like nostalgia Euro did Cup. so well the Euro Cup, but that was his literally one good year with yeah, Roma. Man, that was his peak. That was a peak. That guy was a god. That was he channeled Zambrotta towards Achilles. Done. He hasn't been the same yesterday. Yeah, the game was yesterday. He made seven crosses. Not one actually was in the 18-yard box. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny either. Either over the net somehow, either all the way to the other corner flag, top of the box somehow, and no one was even there. I didn't even know. Then we have Zalowski. I love him. Young kid. Good player. He's just not a left wing back. He plays center mid everywhere else. No, no. Hey, left wing back. You're playing left wing back for us. So... Clearly, my problem is uh, we need depth on defense and we need a proper left wing back if he's going to stay in this. And a goalie. And a goalie. But you know what? In the grand scheme of this whole conundrum Roma is in, the only thing I think we actually need is a, is a change in formation. And I think you We've will see... we about that in the past. <laughs> I think that's when you'll see a better Roma for the rest of the season. But we'll still get railed against Cremonese or something like that. But anyways... No one we could get. We can't get anyone. I spoke in Yoda terminology there. We can't get anybody. We're broke. We owe money to the government. We owe money to everybody. Uh, I'm pretty sure we still owe money to Provercelli, and they folded back in 1925. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever. Um, so last topic. Because <laughs> yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe's uh, going down a deep, uh, yeah, a gonna, deep dark rabbit hole of uh, Roma having I'm no money and. Uh, they need a bunch of players, so yeah. Joe, take a break. Don't worry. Now it is the best time of the episode. Joe, yeah, take a breather. Take a little break. Yeah, my puffer here. <laughs> I don't. I don't have your puffer. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. The asthma. Um, guys, we're gonna jump into it. Jump. It's our favorite part of the episode. Favorite. We are building our dream team, but not. It's not just our dream team. It's players that have only played. Well, not only, but have played with Messi at some point is in his career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same rules as last week because we're going with the player. So only three players that it's, played with him. It's tough. So nope. Three players that okay. played with him from each team that he was on. So you got Barcelona, obviously. You got Newell Old Boys. You got <laughs> Inter Miami. <laughs> um, Argentina and PSG. I have to go on Google because who the hell played on Newell's old? I know. No, no I'm kidding, man. Obviously, dude, he was like a kid, man, over there. You went to the, you went to the Barcelona when he was like six years old. Yeah, but like, not there's no like, one on that team. There's probably you're gonna find a name on. I feel like you know something I don't. And I just, I just offended. said that because like, I remember that that was his first team. <laughs> I'm still offended right now. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, it's so. funny because just... <laughs> he's showing Argentinian players. Yeah, obviously, because it's that's majority of his teammates. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Like we loosen up the restrictions, like no. eras, eras of Wait-me. Messi with Barcelona, because he spent a fair amount of his career in Barca. Like, Don't care. 
Okay. Joe, it's not, it's, it's not as hard as you're pl- thinking gonna it's going to be. I'm going to play to my own strength then. It's not as hard as you think it'd be, okay? So I'm gonna, right. I'll start. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. To make this easier. In net. Why did why, why you click on Messi? Anyways, in net. He's so cute. I'm going to go with his Argentine of course you are, teammate. Right? Yeah, see? Martinez. Emiliano Martinez. Golden Glove winner. Just just big dick energy. Gotta be in that for Messi's team. Has okay. to be. I don't think there's anybody else that doesn't fit in there. That fits in there. Okay. I'm gonna go with are we doing left? Four three three, obviously. Four, I think three. Yeah, four, oh, whatever, three. Right, you wanna right do back? left back or right back? Do right back. All right. I'm gonna go with left back because I'm gonna make this easier for you on the right back side. I, was, I already got a left back in my head. Oh my bad. So go right back. No, like, I'll go with both. Don't, don't, played, no, don't make it easier it. for me. No, but that's go right me. back. This guy plays in both positions. So it's go right back. Go right back. Okay, right back then. Fine. I'll change it. I'm gonna go with Danny Alves. His okay. literal best friend when they played, they were sexy together. You still see those videos on TikTok of them doing a little <laughs> they're just passing it along. It's crazy. <laughs> so Danny Alves is number one partner. Okay, okay. I got it. So Danny Alves has a Barça player and a Argentina. So for center back. I am going to go with a PSG teammate. Okay. I'm going to go with Sergio Ramos. Yeah. Okay. I had a feeling. I thought you were going to say Kempembe for some reason. I don't Joe, know why I thought Joe, Kempembe. But I'm like, dude, he looks like Adonis. If anything, I would say Marquinhos before Kempembe. Or, or, no, I don't think he played with no, Thiago Silva wasn't there. I would have said Marquinhos no, before Kempembe. So, but Sergio Ramos is my pick. Okay. We got a PSG, we got a Barca, and we got Argentina. Joe, next center back. I'm going to have to go with another Barca guy. That's fine. Legend of the game. That's why. And we're going for skill. We're not going for nostalgia. I'm going to go with Mr. Carlos Puyo. Legend of the game. One of the best to ever exist. One okay. of, we'll say. Okay, okay. Okay. Like Left back. Barcelona players right now. Um, yeah, I know. We, now we already used two, so we only got one more. So we got to make sure we use it for somebody special. Yeah. So no, left back. No, for sure. I'm going to go with his Inter-Miami teammate, Jordi Alba. Yeah. Loophole. Yeah, you just reminded me, baby. See, okay, Joe, don't yeah. worry, Joe. Perfect. Okay. Joe doesn't think like me, man. Life Football easy? IQ? I, off the charts. Yeah, see, I li- okay, yes, I know they play together yeah, right but now. Yeah, but you didn't click in, man. I didn't think of, you, know, you know, I heard Inter-Miami, the only player that comes to my mind <laughs> is Ant- that, that Anthony Taylor guy, whatever his name is. <laughs> only guy. I knew it. Because like, they so keep you're on like, setting each other Inter-Miami, you're like, Jesus yeah, I'm like, hey, well, what is this guy? I know, know? I know his title, the striker. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so you know what? Easy Center for mid. me now. Center defensive mid, one of the best to ever do it. I would say one of my favorite players watching. Not Barcelona, buddy. We're talking about Inter Miami Sergio Busquets. Uh, hey, rules are rules, man. We're still good. So That's we got two, why two Inter he... Miami. Yeah. Who are you about to say? That's why he's the GOAT. <laughs> the GOAT! <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite. That lives so we, for you, my we got head. two Inter Miamis. We got two Barca. We got an Argentina. And we have a PSG so far. Yeah. Okay. So now we have two center Oh, mids. now the juices are flowing. Okay. Now we got two yeah, center yeah, mids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who my next center mid is. Go. Okay. So for center mid, I am going to go with. See, I was kind of debating because I don't know if I want to jump. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm taking him. Barcelona legend. I knew it. I knew I'm it. taking Andrea Tignetta. I knew it. I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I have you. to. I, I have blame to. You. I, I agree. got him, man. I agree. So That's fine. It, no more Barca. It sucks because we could have put, like, in attack. Who? Ronaldinho. Yeah. 
that's that was what like yeah. what I was yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. reserve for. But it's fine. Hey, it's fine because I thought of something else. Because I'm yes, crazy. Man. I already have someone. So uh, I'm gonna go then. PSG. This is uh, second PSG player, mm-hmm. Marco Verratti. Mm. Iniesta's baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Not a relation. Iniesta is also better than Verratti. I don't obviously. Want to yell that. I don't obviously. Want to yell that. I don't. That is very that obvious. Like, yeah. Okay. Don't worry. I had to. They, I'll get zero ball. We, under, we understand. We got it. Um. Okay. So we got. So I've. We got. We got another one for PSG. We got two for Argentina left. We I got, love that we left Argentina. I know. I know. Because now I already know what I'm gonna go right yeah. wing. Yeah. Right wing. None other than Argentinian teammate Angel Di Maria yeah. has to be on the right man. I love that. I has love that. To be. This team is coming together Ronaldo, very spicy. Dude, Might come close to beating Ronaldo. I'm debating. Team. I'm debating who I want to take: striker position or left wing position. But I'm trying to think of a timeline in my head right now. What do you mean? I'm trying to think of a timeline, but I. That's why I, I won't say it. Might I just say it. I'll tell you. I'll tell you if you're wrong. No, because. A good no, chance, I probably know. So I'm just gonna go safe. Left wing. Uh, one part of MSN. Okay. <laughs> Neymar on PSG. Ah, okay, okay. I see you. On PSG. See now. <laughs> so wait, what, PSG's PSG done. PSG is done. PSG is so done. So you're not saying Mbappe that Barca's done, and that's it. Okay. So I mean. Got some options here that yeah. are still very oh, good. Yeah. Considering one of them just Wait, signed sorry. for Inter could Miami. I, could I actually? Yes, but we. I don't know if you're. That's that's a technicality. He signed. Technicality. They haven't played together there yet. Still, they haven't played a game yet. They're still going to play nah, together. Nah, nah. They will, but they okay, haven't. Yet. You know what? You just made the. Wait, wait, you just on. made my decision. Let me ask this one question though. I was gonna say Batistuta as the striker. They never played together, Joe. Right. Okay, so the timelines didn't make sense. And on Argentina, I'm saying they did play together in the Olympics. I think in Olympics. I think no. I think in 2000, didn't he play in 2006? Batistuta. I can't remember. I think he retired before then. I'm trying to remember what the Olympics because I remember there was an Olympic team that they okay, won well, it either, all, and that's why I was trying to debate. That was the way. guy I was going to say. So thankfully, just, I didn't. Yeah, say. I was saying I, I, I'm not too like we're, we'll definitely look it up after just to check because I, now I'm just curious. I, I feel like I've seen pictures with them playing, but yeah, like, I don't yeah, know. right? Like a baby messy hug. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. I don't, but I'm not very calm. And I'm pretty sure like, it was with one of the, the jerseys. I have the jersey from the 2006 uh, World Cup Argentina. I think I pulled something back. And I'm pretty sure like, I've seen that picture, but we'll check it up after. The striker I'm going to go with, and I feel like it just, it just, it, it, this is the, the, the cherry on top to this beautiful, beautiful team is none other than. Sergio Aguero. Aguero! Yeah, no, I, that's yeah. Come on, yeah, his best mate. Come, and funny, before you said that too, I was thinking about Suarez. Then I'm like, oh, technically, they didn't. We said play together. They play together. I'm like, oh. I'm like whatever. He probably won't say anything. I'm gonna say. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, maybe. No, you know, like, I had a no, fear. but technically, once you said Jordi Alba with Inter Miami, that's you where like, I was going everything to three. clicked <laughs> and everything clicked into me, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Al could go with Suarez because he played Barcelona and Inter Miami. And I go, wait, no, you can't with Inter Miami. Ah, yeah. Good shit. So good then shit, Marogi. I was thinking actually Aguero too. I was going to say Aguero or Tevez would have been the yeah. last pick. I was, also, I was going to go Tevez, but I feel like Aguero was just. Aguero is Aguero. I'm sorry. I think Aguero, if like, I actually think Aguero could go down as one of the best yeah. of all time too. Yeah, man. He was, ah, he was long, built, longevity he was though, to be honest yeah. with you. Not so much in my opinion. 
no, but that's, I feel like that's a lot of social American. That was also, but it was also too like not his control. Like he had that, he had that yeah, heart yeah. issue. He went to Barca, and then it was, oh, I feel kind of weird. Okay. Goes to the doctor. He, he didn't want to play because Messi left. Oh, he, Joel, he I don't. Was but, but, no, no. But <laughs> for him, if he if that was the case, he would have left and went somewhere else. Man, he the guy was forced to retire, and now he's playing in like that. Uh, no, no. Whatever King, PK, King, the Kings League, King, PK's yeah, League, yeah. or whatever it is. It's, not Shakira's. Uh, not Shakira. Shakira's gonna be doing a song soon, soon with Sergio Ramos. Keep uh, make sure you keep listening to hear that when that comes out because that's gonna be spicy. Imagine yeah, Sergio. You have a, like an inside scoop? Why? Uh, maybe, maybe, dude. I'm a part of uh, Sergio Ramos's PR team, so I might have a little bit of tech, uh, some uh, some news soon, soon. Well, on that note, <laughs> just like PK and Shakira's relationship, this is over. Yes, sadly. Wow. I'm but so hey, you know what? We had a very long episode, and I'm sure you guys are probably yeah. sick of hearing our voices by now. So we're gonna give you a little break. Don't worry, we'll be back next week because we're here every week. And that's what, that's what we give to you. This is our gift to you guys. So all we ask for is a simple follow, subscribe to our YouTube. You know, we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Shoot us a follow there. Shoot us a DM. We're probably going to answer it, you know. Leave a comment on any of our posts. I know you guys saw those uh, sexy throwback city yeah, pictures this week. Everyone loves a throwback. I know pictures, everyone loves man. a throwback. Everyone so, hey, throwback. that might be a, maybe a little spicy little TBT every Thursday. Who knows? Maybe we'll even see. more because it's a yeah, it's just, just a vibe. vibe. It's such a good vibe, man. Right, anyways, guys, we'll hear you next week. We'll see you next week. I'm not going to throw a bottle this week because yeah, my bottle still has some liquid in it. Full. And we all know that I'm never going to make it in basketball. So yeah. just like my dreams in soccer, they're never going to happen. Ciao, guys.